welcome to Her Dark Materials. I'm Faye. Hi. And I'm Rachel. Hello. This is a podcast where we're reading through and discussing Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials novels, a chapter at a time, spoiler free. In this episode, we are talking about chapter 20 of The Amber Spyglass, Climbing. Phil phoned it in with the name for this chapter. Climbing. Yeah, it's just, just, just some climbing. Just some climbing, actually. <laughs> just a little bit of climbing. Yes. Um, well, well, yeah, here we are. Here we are. And it's a very short chapter. It might be a short episode. We'll be honest with you, it's fucking boiling in London and we've got to put all the, like, shut all the windows and turn our fans off. Yeah. So We're being amazingly organised and I think we're recording this episode about six weeks early. Yeah. So if we're whinging about a heatwave that's like long gone then get over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're super yeah we're being super organized for once in our podcasting lives <laughs> it is it is but yeah here we are burning to death in london so we were like let's get this short chapter out of the way i mean i'm happy to be back with mary but also it's like three pages it's short but sweet just mm-hmm. like Mer- just like simone kirby oh simone hi <laughs> <laughs> which we only realised when we sat next to her for a picture. Yeah. <laughs> we look We look like, like giants. giants, yeah. <laughs> Not a very flattering picture for us, unfortunately. But yeah, Simone, Simone looks, looks great. great. Yeah. She always does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, how how are you? What What's cracking? What's going on? Uh-huh. I, w- I went home for the weekend, visited mm-hmm. my parents and my tiny, tiny fur sibling, who's mm-hmm. no longer as tiny as he was because he is like six months old now so Mm -hmm. he's not a tiny puppy but he's still very cute uh yeah my little little brother jake (laughs) i'm just thinking everything we say here will be so out of date so out of date date. that dog will be seven months old (laughs) this podcast comes out and i may well have seen him again but it was great he's very cute he does this thing where he like chases his tail all the time (laughs) it's like mildly concerning but only if he doesn't grow out of it so we'll see how he goes yeah it's just really cute like every so often he'll just like start chasing his tail and then when he gets it he'll just sit there and like not like chew his tail he's not doing any damage to it but mm. just like like a kid sucking their thumb just like Aww. sit there and like suck it and then like he'll run past you and if you get caught with his tail it's wet and it's like <laughs> but you can't blame him because he's too cute he's very cute he's a very lanky boy he's got like really yes. long legs and long ears and stuff yeah he's very leggy he's very cute but yeah I did so I did a couple of good like Nice walks in the Peak District. In like 34 degree heat. Well, so we only did like, um, we did a walk that was like deliberately, we knew it was all through the woods. Mm -hmm. So it was completely in the shade and there was like a stream nearby. And it was a walk to a pub where we could sit and have a pint. Yeah. Cool down and then we're back. (laughs) I mean, literally what I did, I can't go outside. I, I stayed in my flat the entire weekend because I just hate the heat. I hate it so much. It doesn't even matter if I'm not in the sun. It still gets me. Yeah, I think it was maybe a couple of degrees cooler up north. But yeah, it was it was excessively hot. But I was like, well, I'm here. I don't want to just not see the green spaces. And it was hot in the house as well. So yeah. we were like, eh, might as well go and walk in the woods where at least it's cool from the trees. And it was. Mm-hmm. It was nice and breezy. So it was quite nice. It was good. 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 Uh, yeah, and now I'm now I'm back and it's too hot. 
Mm-hmm. Hooray! Yay. I really hope by the time this comes out, it's really nice and cool and I'll be listening back to it, like editing whatever, being like, oh, I'm so nice and cool right now. Mm-hmm. I hope so. It's going to cool down next week or later this week. Yeah. Apparently it's going to be cool on Saturday, which is when my partner and our friend Liam will be running a 10k run together mm. because they are the kind of people that sign up to formally run long distances. I mean. And that is the opposite of the kind of people that we are. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I'm wondering why I'm still friends with them at this point, you know. I just can't get on right. board with that. No, I'm kidding. I just, I, yeah, should be it's illegal. Not, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, I don't think... We have much else to report. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I'm just I've just been really hot, so I don't really have much to say because I've been not been doing anything apart from watching, keeping up with the Kardashians and Angel, the polar opposite TV shows to each other. Great, great choices, mm-hmm. great choices from you, Faye. I have weirdly started getting back into Riverdale. Oh yeah, I I've binged never... like two seasons of Riverdale. I was like three or four seasons behind. I've binged two, and. I was like, oh, it just feels like it's getting too ridiculous. And why is there a musical episode every season? And when you binge two in quick succession, that's like a lot of musical episodes to yeah. get through. I essentially just skip all of the singing because it's too painful. Our <laughs> friend Zark, I don't watch Riverdale. I watched like the first season and I wasn't really first. And like our friend Zark sends me like TikToks and just like tweets and stuff with like the worst, like he tells me what's going on in it. And I'm like, what the hell? Wasn't this originally a show about trying to find out who murdered your brother? Like what is happening? I don't even know what happened in the very... There was, like, a lot of weird stuff in the very first season. Somebody... You did kind of start with, like, solving a murder, but then so many people get murdered. It's ridiculous. But also, they're doing a thing where they're trying to do, like, a Welcome to Night Vale slash um, Twilight Zone vibe thing, Mm -hmm. where, like, this season that I'm on at the moment, they're like, fuck Riverdale. We're in River Vale now. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, spooky shit. And I feel like you might maybe enjoy that for the fact that it's got spooky shit in it like Mm. they've had like an episode where they're just like dealing with ghosts a bunch yeah and that's kind of fun yeah like i don't know how much of the backstories you need to know for like i don't i don't know it's enjoyable trash that i put on in the background while i work but i'm trying to now i'm trying to brush up on listening to the sandman audiobook so that i can watch the tv series yes i've heard that's very good with it heard it's good uh mm-hmm. i am just now a full-on kardashian stan love the kardashians that's uh that love, I, the, love 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 the kardashians i i love chloe chloe kardashian and courtney kardashian i love them which one is it that we don't like at the moment because she did a three minute private jet flight oh that's kylie that's kylie jenner oh, okay. yeah oh, okay that, anyway it's okay to hate. i don't want to publishly publicly bash kylie jenner but she's my least favorite i like kendall jenner too and kim's fine Kim's weird. gonna come after you now. You, yeah, that's it. Litigation. <laughs> she, you said she's your least favorite. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and Chris Jenner's the devil, but I think everyone knows that. Uh, what was I gonna say about Kim? Kim's way better once she splits up with Kanye. Like she becomes like she passes the bar exam. She's like fighting to get people like, out of jail and stuff, which is, that have been like that are in there on like marijuana charges and stuff. But like when she's with Kanye, it's a bit like. Uh. But Chloe and Courtney, Courtney now that she's with Travis is unbearably cringe. Because their PDAs, oh my God, I need to send you this video. So the other day, like Travis Barker uh, posted a video of him practicing drums and she's like straddling him, like kissing him while he's practicing drums. It's the worst thing we've seen. Okay, so new side podcast, Patreon podcast idea. Let us know, patrons, if you want this. Faye's going to explain shit to me that I don't understand. And I'm going to explain shit to her that she doesn't understand. Yes. So like you get to explain the Kardashians to me. I've watched 
the entirety of the episodes I have watched are the ones I watched when you came over when uh-huh. we took our uh, product photos for the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So now you know the context of that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We took our photos and then we watched the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the extent of my knowledge. Like, I feel like you could explain some stuff to me. Oh, absolutely. And I'd be like, happy to. I don't know what I'll explain to you. I'll think of something. Riverdale, I guess, apparently. Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. Well, there you go. But That'd yeah, maybe we could put up a poll. Be like, what should Faye explain to Rachel? Like, a list yes. of things that you know, know shit about and I don't. That'd be fun. And no Googles allowed. No Googles. No, no absolutely Googles. not. <laughs> no, no. Do you want to tell me? I don't think we have anything else to say. Buy our t-shirts, always. Buy our t-shirts. And we're hoping by the time this episode comes out that we can direct you, if you want to see the t-shirts in the wild, to our Instagram highlight that is going to be all of the amazing pictures that our uh, listeners have sent us of them in their t-shirts or of their t-shirts. Hopefully, Uh, yeah. And if that Instagram highlight doesn't exist yet, it's because you need to get off your asses and send us some pictures. (laughs) So if you haven't, do it now. (laughs) Yes, please do. Please do. We want to see. We want to see. Uh, so yeah, buy buy our t-shirts because it's a hell. Yeah, it, yes. You know they're great, and the we hope to have like more designs and stuff. So uh, and yeah, shall we? Uh, do you want to tell me what your? Do you, you have to say it to me, don't you? We can't not have it. Hey, Faye. <laughs> Hi. What would your demon have been this week? So again, we're like still in the heat wave, even though when this comes out, we won't be. What's your out of date demon, Faye? <laughs> I went with camel. Uh-huh. I was like, I want a camel because I, I'm so terrible in the heat and camels are really good in the heat. So I figured if I was part camel or if my demon was a camel, then it would help me, I think. Mm-hmm. It's quite bulky. Yeah. Yes. Just for this week, though, when it's hot, like I could make I could make allowances for a camel just for one week while it's boiling. Yeah. Also, like if if wait, if you get grumpy when you're hot, camels are like notoriously grumpy. So like maybe it could do the being hot and the being grumpy for you, and then you get yeah. to be cool and in a good mood. <laughs> that would be ideal for sure. Uh, what about you? What was your demon? I was thinking it's been a while since I've done like a weird animal, mm-hmm. and I was looking up just like you did like animals that do well in the heat or don't do well in the heat and then I I don't know why this one came up necessarily I think it was just I was looking at animal facts and we came I came across the binturong which is also known as a bear cat wow which is great Mm -hmm. they are from southeast asia and they smell like popcorn and that's the main reason I chose them oh why do they smell like popcorn why do they smell like popcorn because they just happen to have a molecule like so there's a the culprit is 2-acetyl-1 pyrroline or 2-AP which is the same molecule that gives cooked popcorn its aroma and it's something that they it's just part of the chemical makeup of you know their like natural musk is smelling like popcorn that's so cool I love the smell of popcorn as well cute they also have really long prehensile tails and are one of the only two like carnivores to have that kind of tail Mm. which is cool and also it has like a weird little fingertip on the end of its tail for like (laughs) gripping stuff Uh. so it's like it's all fluffy but then there's one patch that's like leathery and that's for like to help it with climbing things which is funny weird but also they're they're just really cute um Yeah, and they eat anything, which feels like me right now. Like, mm-hmm. they are carnivorous, but they also eat, like, veggies and insects and whatever nice. whatever they want. Um, they look cute. Do you want me to send you a picture of one? Yes, please. 
they so they look cute, but they also look like grumpy old men, which feels like where it's at. Um, let me. Oh my god. He's seen things. He's definitely seen things. In <laughs> he looks as tired as I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, they've also got these like massively long, fluffy tails, and they're really cute. But like, they kind of also just look like old men. <laughs> oh, love that. Last chapter: Lyra, Will, and the gang met a family and their deaths in the ghost town. Lyra summoned her own death to find out how to get to the world of the dead. In this chapter, Mary climbs to the top of one of the trees in the Malefa world to learn more about dust. She finds out that dust is floating away from the trees, which is why the seed pods aren't growing as much anymore. Well, well, there we go. Indeed. And here we are inside the chapter. And here we are. Would you like to guess what the picture is? Well, I want it to be of a tree. It's not. Is it? Of like climbing equipment, yeah, kind of like the little platform that they build. No, like a rope. Yeah, it's rope. Know. It's rope. It's just rope. It's a little like uh, right, like little foothold thing that she yeah. makes. Nice. Right, what you got going on for me with this quote? This quote is what you know what about this this entire chapter. It's short and sweet, and so is my knowledge about this quote because it's Emily Dickinson I mean I feel like the gods were shining down on us or whatever you want to say because I don't believe in God but something was shining down on us this week when it was fucking boiling and they were like have a really short chapter actually mm-hmm. the dust was on our side yes there we go <laughs> um so this is the snippet is I gained it so by climbing slow by catching the twigs that grow between the bliss and me and it's from a poem by our fave Emily Dickinson we love a sad girl that writes a lot of poetry and that is exactly who she is <laughs> yeah did she kill herself she put so. her head in the oven or is that virginia no Wolf? you're thinking of you're thinking of someone else I what think. did virginia is that virginia Wolf? Duh. no 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 didn't virginia wolf walk out into the walk out into a like a pond or something with like rocks in her pockets who put the head in the oven let me look at how emily dickinson died first i think she was i think she was just ill okay um yeah so she had like she mentions that she has like symptoms of severe headaches and nausea in her letters and stuff and she has a heart failure induced by severe hypertension high blood pressure what about virginia wolf i'm voting that she walked out into a lake or a pond and put stuff in her pockets and and drowned herself sylvia plath did she put her head in the oven I think so, yeah. Virginia Woolf died by suicide um, by drowning herself and filling her overcoat with stones. I love how on it you are with female poets' deaths. Um, yes. You have this knowledge. I do. It's not necessarily all pieced together. Uh, so let's find out about Sylvia Plath. She put her head in the oven. I can't wait to find out. She also died by suicide. Carbon monoxide poisoning with yes. her head in the oven. Nailed it. Having sealed the rooms between her and her sleeping children with tape towels and cloths. Nailed it. Fucking... Why do you have this knowledge, though? I mean, I feel like they're like... I mean, not to glorify it, but um, iconic... Mm-hmm. Iconic, iconic deaths, deaths, for sure. Yeah. I just love stuff like that. I love, like... What's the word for it? The macabre, I guess? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, tell me about this quote. <laughs> Anyway, before I start listing how other people died, one of our favourite female poets, who, unlike many of the others that we've just mentioned, did not die by suicide, Mm -hmm. but from a mystery illness slash high blood pressure. So the poem is very much how it sounds. It's from a bunch of poems that she wrote entitled "Life," Mm -hmm. and this one is called "I Gained It So." 
and the entire poem's not super long, so I can try and read it. And mm-hmm. you can guess what we think it's about. As we know of Emily Dickinson, she wrote a shit ton of poetry. Mm-hmm. And so there tends to be with her like quite a few that are like standout ones that loads of people have done a ton of analysis on and yeah. there's loads of info on the meaning and all of the stuff that was going in her life around the time that she wrote it. And some of them, kind of like this one, just exist. And <laughs> the only things I've found she about wrote them, them are she wrote them, people like them. There's like one blog that I found that was quite good that they basically they I think they do it as like a personal academic exercise they read the poems and analyze them and mm-hmm. blog about it which is really cute mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i will i think it's called dickinson blog which is... nice i used to do a lot of that in uh, english lit in college mm-hmm. yes it has that vibe mm-hmm. um yeah but i shall just read the poem and you can say okay. what you think it's about if you want okay. um i gained it so by climbing slow by catching at the twigs that grow between the bliss and me it hung so high as well the sky attempt by strategy i said i gained it that was all look how i clutch it lest it fall and i a pauper go unfitted by an instant's grace for the contented beggar's face i wore an hour ago Ooh, interesting the first thing it makes me think of is of like somebody trying to like get to like heaven or something like trying to claw their way up to like heaven or what was the last line again and i a pauper go unfitted by an instant grace for the contented beggar's face i wore an hour ago is it somebody trying to grasp at like wealth or something i'm not sure so that seems to be the general gist mm. that I got from the couple of little analyses that I found is that it is, um, and I think it kind of relates to the way that sometimes people speak about the alethiometer and reading mm. the alethiometer that we've heard of, I gained it so by climbing slow, mm. by catching at the twigs that grow between the bliss and me, like trying to like grasp onto, I think as a poet, she's potentially talking more about like that feeling of that realization or that moment when you've like an idea has solidified yeah um and so like by like trying to grasp at something that's just out of reach mm-hmm. and then when you've got it clinging clinging onto it really really tight yeah and not letting go of it but then if you do let go of it you're almost more disappointed than you were the hour before when you were like just trying to find it because you knew yeah. what you had and now it's gone yeah yeah it's kind of tricky to find a mm. ton of analysis on it it's very nice it's for quite a melancholy vibe mm-hmm. um as are a lot of her poems nice i like analyzing stuff i like i like analyzing text what she says as she sat here doing a fucking podcast about that exact same thing so that was a really yeah. obvious thing for me to say great great choice good life choices Faye. <laughs> well done <laughs> oh, okay so we start this chapter with mary she's spending a morning looking and like testing out the rope that the Malefa have and she finds the perfect one and they're all like braided because they don't like knot them you find out about Malefa rope making techniques Faye would you like to know a fun fact about your favourite Castleton cave yes yes I would Faye's favourite cave in Castleton is her favourite because it's called the devil's arse yes Um, when I was there this weekend there was a uh, gods of rock metal concert incredible concert inside the devil's arse which is and Faye's disappointed that I didn't go because my dad was like do you want to get tickets and I was like no I'm I'm alright I would have gone Steve, I would have gone. Don't you worry. So yeah, that that cavern used to be a rope factory, mm. like a rope. They had like a rope makers within the cavern because I guess it was like such a big, expansive space, 
And that was Mary mentions in this chapter about how the Malefa haven't caught onto the concept of like twisting rope to make it yeah. stronger. And so they pla- they braid and plait them. Um, whereas like, yeah, I think that exactly what they were doing in Peak Heaven was they have like great long lengths of rope and they were, it was for twisting nice. them and stuff. My uh, my favourite story about the devil's arse is that it used to be called the devil's arse and then they tried to do a rebrand and call it Peak Cavern again because they were like they didn't want to be associated with the fact that it was called the devil's arse. And then they realised that actually that's funnier and we'll bring more people to it and then they changed it back. And I just love the fact that they changed it because they were like, we don't want people to know it as this. And I'm like, come on, come like, on. Do you not realise that's your main selling point? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just a cave. But also... They do put on gigs there and I think, I can't remember what date this episode comes out, but I believe maybe even this week there mm-hmm. is a Kate Bush tribute happening in the Devil's Arse. Kate Bush tribute act in the Devil's um, Arse. I would love to go. Also, I'll, I'll, we'll sort it out. We'll go at some mm. point. There'll be some concert on it at a time when you fancy coming up north with me and we'll go and we'll dance in the Devil's Arse. <laughs> it's just it's purely the fact that like no matter what you say it always sounds good anyway anyway okay a tile asks mary what she's doing and mary tells her that she wants to climb to the higher part of the trees um and then malefa they don't climb so they're like horrified Mm -hmm. Uh, mary she wants to know she wants to know what's happening basically obviously the malefa have asked her we know to like save us and she's like, well, I'm going to climb to the top of this tree because I want to get a good vantage point and everything around to see what's going on, basically. She wants to see the bigger picture. <laughs> she does. And the only way to do that is to get up high. Yep, also, yep. that energy of Mary being like, I'm going to climb, and everyone being like, oh my God, no. It has the same energy. It's like, did you ever have one of those, like, that friend in the friendship group that would be like, oh, I'll just do that. And you're like, no, that's ridiculous. And then they're gone. They're already, like, halfway up the tree or, like, climbing over the fence or, like, doing something that you're like... Why? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how the Malefa feel right now. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was that friend. Were you? Yeah. Wow. Especially because I hung around with all guys when I was in school and I always wanted to be seen as the classic trope, but it was so me, always wanted to be seen as like one of the guys. So I'd always be like the first to volunteer to do stuff because I was like, I want to seem as as like masculine as possible. And now I'm like, come on, girl. But that's a common thing, I think, that a lot of girls go through yeah now i'm like i'm too old for that shit actually oh yeah for sure <laughs> i'm too old too tired and too hot for that i don't shit. need to prove myself to men <laughs> absolutely absolutely not. not never again no way <laughs> so she asked the tell to help help her like prep the rope and then we learned about this guy from california that she met that was a rock climber or a boulderer well he climbed trees so she has experience rock climbing oh, yeah. because of course she does we know our gal mary loves outdoor pursuits mm-hmm. she is practical she has a swiss army knife she's yeah. always got a tupperware yeah she loves outdoor pursuits and she's a lesbian and she's gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's an outdoor pursuits lesbian yeah um yes and i love that and so yeah i wonder because she's saying a guy in california that climbs specifically climbed trees if he was like studying the redwoods and the sequoia um, oh Maybe you went to Mere Woods, although you can't maybe. climb those trees because it's like a national thing. But maybe you right? can if you're a special scientist and you have permission. Maybe. Oh, because she's talking about all the equipment that he used for that cle- cle- climbing, cle- tri- <laughs> tree climbing. Uh, and then we learn there's a lot of stuff again about the method, and you know that I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. But basically, she makes like footholds. Like, I'm trying. You know, she makes footholds. She and makes things other stuff. to climb a thing. I yeah. got it. I can't 
read this and not picture the bit in Mulan where she uses the heavy yeah. medallions to climb the post. But I know that that's not how Mary's climbing the tree because that's not quite how it's described. Yeah. But that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or how the the people climb the trees in Hunger Games, the third film, when all the like lumber people go and they like get their jackets off the back or like a length of rope and they wrap it around the tree and they use that to like mm. climb the tree like Mulan with a medallion. That's what I'm picturing, but I don't think that's how Mary does it. <laughs> no, this is more like she well, she makes a bow and arrow and then mm-hmm. she like shoots the rope over it and down to the ground and she like fails a couple of times but then she does it yeah she just makes three arrows so it's pretty convenient that she actually (laughs) manages to get it over the branch on the third one yeah if it was me i'd have overconfidently made three failed three times gone off in a strop Mm -hmm. and then had to like sleep on it before i come back to it and then attempt to make more arrows and then still probably arrogantly only make three again yeah and just keep repeating that cycle. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this chapter that's like that, though, in the sense that, like, oh, it's, like, relatively easy for her to climb the tree. It only takes 15 minutes. And then when she's up there, she, like, feels really safe. And it's like, is that is it that thing again of, like, the angels guiding her and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. making it easy? Just, like, little bits of dust at that moment when she shoots the arrow, just, like, poking it in the right direction. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like, all, like, she makes, like, footholds and she makes herself a harness. She's very, very skilled with the rope. She's very practical. The Malefa are genuinely horrified pretty much every step of the way because they're like, we do rolling, not climbing, yeah. and you are climbing and it is scary. They're all like talking about her behind her back, just like, because they're all like worried about her. Yeah. I feel like the, when she yeah when she goes to have her dinner and she's like preoccupied thinking about climbing this tree and she's like, she can hear everyone talking about her. It's like, no pressure, Mary. Yeah. But you are the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah. And also she ties one of the ropes to a buttress, which obviously made me laugh. Yeah. My... Note on that one is buttress, lol. Faye will laugh at that. Yeah, of course. Of course I did. We love a good buttress. It's interesting that Phil, like, kind of cuts out the climb. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, and then she starts to climb, and then he's like, she reached the canopy in less time than she she anticipated. I was like, oh, okay. She's up there. Is it the kind of paragraph break that makes you think maybe he wrote more about the climb, and then his editor was like, Phil, why? (laughs) Too much. Like, you've described all the equipment and how she's going to do it. You don't need to then explain while she's doing it, how she's doing it. I'm yeah. sure it's fine. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, fine, I'm putting in a paragraph break. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I hope so anyway. Because like, I mean, I'd like a word with that editor because there's a lot more that I think could have been cut out of these chapters. <laughs> <laughs> so she climbs the tree really fast. And the moment anyone mentions climbing trees really fast, I think about when Edward does it in Twilight. It's like Me too. And it looks so bad and so hilarious. They're just hanging out at the top of a tree, is yeah. what I'm imagining exactly how it looks with Mary hanging out at the top of her tree. Oh, God. Um, yes, it's great. She makes herself like a little spider web of lines mm-hmm. within the treetop just so that she feels a bit more secure, like she's got things that she can grab onto and, like, you know, hook herself onto along the way. Yeah. Very much like, have you ever done, like, Go Ape or one of the, like... So there's a company in the UK called Go Ape that does, like, treetop and high wire... Yeah activity sports yeah what's the word i don't know i haven't done it but i know what you mean outdoor pursuits <laughs> there's one of those near home that we used to do quite a lot as like a primary school activity or like a secondary school activity and they'd be like climb this thing and now stand on the top and there is nothing scarier than standing on the top of a massive log and being told to just jump yeah i would love that i think i'd be terrified but i'd like it so she sets off up the tree again and after 10 minutes she's like in the thickest part 
um, and she finds the flowers that grow the seed pods in the middle of them. So they're mm-hmm. like little flowers. So uh, they're absurdly small, yeah. which I'm finding really cute because I, I think the leaves are really big. Yeah. Uh, like really big, long leaves and then tiny little flowers. And she's like, right, so these giant seeds are going to come from these tiny flowers. Yeah. yeah. And why are they so small? Like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Yeah. I just, like proportionally. Big tree, tiny, tiny flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she has a little rest. And then she can see the sea and like the little Malefa highways and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would just like to read this particular paragraph for two reasons. So I suspect I know one of the reasons. <laughs> there was a light breeze which lifted a faint scent out of the flowers and rustled the stiff leaves. And Mary imagined a huge dim benevolence holding her up like a pair of giant hands. As she lay in the fork of the great branches, she felt a kind of bliss she had only felt once before, and that was not when she made her vows as a nun. Is it talking about banging? Is Mary having a little in the tree? (laughs) (laughs) Is Mary... Is she having a little moment? Is Mary... I'm just going to say it's Mary masturbating in that tree. Did Mary just climax in a tree? (laughs) (laughs) Because... Why mention the nun things? Like, and exactly. it wasn't like when she was a nun. Exactly, right? it's got to be a sex thing. What's the relevance? I don't know. It's so weird. And then it's Bill. also like eventually she was brought back to her normal state of mind by a cramp in her ankle. We've all had that. We've all had that mm-hmm. being taken out of the moment by a cramp for sure. Like, <laughs> but like, I just it's so funny to me that Phil would include this. Like. I mean, good for you, Mary, you know. She's not had any time to herself for a long time. This is probably the first privacy she's had in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So go for it, girl. Get it, girl. But also, it, it's a bit icky that it was written by Phil. That's it's the thing. Just, it's also just a really weird thing because it's like, what? why? <laughs> like, and say also, that she's a bit, like, she, maybe it is just a really calm, beautiful space up there and, like, maybe she is feeling more like sturdy in this tree than she expected and she was expecting it to be scary and then when it wasn't it was really nice and like she was like oh I could almost just like meditate or fall asleep here it's so calming that's one thing but being like it's but whatever she's feeling it certainly wasn't what she felt when she was a nun (laughs) like why? I I, honestly it also says she felt a kind of bliss she had only felt once before and that makes me feel upset for Mary that she has clearly only had one orgasm in her life. It really uh, puts a stopper in our theory that Mary's a lesbian, doesn't it? <laughs> Literally just going to say those exact <laughs> words. She cannot be a lesbian and have had relationships and only come once in her life. Oh. <laughs> Get your brain out of the gutter, Faye. Never, ever. Carry on with this very intellectual podcast, thank you. You fucking started it, bitch. I did well, no. So, <laughs> I just also had this exact same note, so yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> the other one, that, the other less hilarious point, I guess, or less dirty point for this paragraph is just what we mentioned before. Like, it feels like she's been held up by hands. It feels like there's something intervening to make sure that she's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. very much a chapter where everything goes right for Mary. Um. Also, mm-hmm. the ne- in the next bit, we get that she has the amber spyglass now. Yes. The Malefa helped her put it together in a, like a kind of tube vibe so that it's like a little My spyglass. terrible memory had me fully questioning myself as to the 
how the spyglass looks because I've got it on the front of my book and I'm like, if mm-hmm. I've just... Because, you know, sometimes cover illustrators get carried away. From the way it had been described in the last chapter... Yeah, it's on the front of mine too, but it's just like... Oh, um, oh mine's much more like telescopy. Yeah. Um, the way it has been described in the last chapter, I was like, oh, am I just making this up? The fact that it's like an actual spyglass shape? Like, no. is she just holding up these pieces of... the? Like, has she structured it in some other way? And then, thankfully, it has been clarified. Yes, it does look exactly how you're imagining it and similar mm-hmm. to the book cover, which is good. Can you remember when I first read this book and I texted you being like, I'm really close to the end and I don't understand why it's called the Amber Spyglass. And you were like, girl? I was like, what, what's Mary been using to look at dust, Faye? <laughs> I don't know why, honestly. And you were like, oh. <laughs> it literally says Spyglass in this paragraph as well. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, like where my head was at when I was reading these bits but it must have been not in the text fully because I'm not usually like oh, that yeah. no I completely recognize that like I especially at the moment when I've been feeling extra scatterbrained like I will be reading and I will glaze over and like my eyes just like slide over yeah. the page and none of it yeah. goes in so oh yeah one of those moments. The amount of, yeah <laughs> the amount of times that I have to read like paragraphs over and over again because I just can't make it stick mm-hmm Would you like... I'm going to read the description of the spyglass now because Mm -hmm. it's cute. She'd explained to the Malefa how she had to hold the sap lacquer plates a hand span apart in order to see the srash. And at once they'd seen the problem and made a short tube of bamboo fixing the amber-coloured plates at each end like a telescope. The spyglass was tucked into her breast pocket and she took it out now. So it is. It's properly just like a cute little bamboo telescope. But I I always imagined it bigger than would fit in... A breast pocket of whatever That's she's wearing. That's true. It's got to be really yeah. small. So I'm right? now picturing like a little tiny viewfinder. Um, yeah. Like a little monocular as opposed to a big old like pirate's telescope. It makes me wonder what they're going to do in the TV show because Simone said that it was going to be a lot different, Ooh. didn't she? Yeah. Also, breast pockets on women's clothing, shockingly small as well. So that's why I'm thinking right? it must be exactly. extra small. But also, Mary definitely would wear a men's shirt for comfort. Yeah, she would. Yeah, she would. So she looks through it and it appears that some of the dust is going out to sea. And basically the vibe is that the little flowers kind of get, I suppose, pollinated by the dust, which is why the seed pods Mm -hmm. grow. And she can see that a lot of the dust is like, instead of going towards the trees, some of it still is. That's That's why they still have some seed pods. But a lot of it is going out to sea and the flowers are facing the opposite direction because they are they're facing up because they're used to it falling on them. But it's actually some of it's moving purposely away from mm-hmm. them. Now. And it's the op- in the opposite direction to the natural breeze that comes in from the sea. So, you know, yeah. it's some kind of supernatural breeze as opposed to a yes. real life one. I mean, and this I've skipped ahead a bit there because that's what we found out, find out when she mm-hmm. talks to the Malefa. Um, but... At this point, she like sees that it's drifting away and she climbs back down the tree and the malefa. Mm-hmm. The way that it's described is really cool as being like um, similar to how like motes of dust look in a shaft of light or like how like little little flecks look in a glass of water when it's been done and how it's all like it is all very random. But there's like mm-hmm. a wider trend of the way that it's being like swept away by the breeze. So it yeah. feels very like innocuous the way that it's described until she kind of gets into it and has more of a think about it. Yeah, yeah. 
So she gets back down from the tree and lol at this. Mary found the Malefa in a fearful state, having suffered a thousand anxieties for their friend so far off the ground. Atal was especially relieved and touched her nervously all over with her trunk, uttering gentle whinnies of pleasure to find her safe and carrying her swiftly down to the settlement along with a dozen or so others. Just pals. Just gals being Just pals. Just being pals. Just your particular friends checking mm-hmm. you're okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so... We then find out that lots of Malefa have come to find out what she has to say. And they've come from like different no settlements as well. It's not just, <laughs> yeah, literally. No pressure, it's fine. And she's like, well, she thinks to herself basically like, oh, fuck, well, it's not good news. So She does a little speech. Yeah, she kind of explains what I just, what I just mm-hmm. explained. Basically. Yeah, I love it. She she asked them if, what I love is the way that Satomax replies to her when she's like, um... The air is moving inland off the sea, but the seraph is moving slowly against it. Can you see that from the ground? Because I could not. And Satomax is like, no, that's the first we've heard about it. <laughs> Just the way yeah. that's phrased. I've never heard anyone say this is the first I've heard about it. Not in a way of being like, oh, well, this is the first I've heard about it. <laughs> and like, I don't... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard somebody be like, oh, no, that's the first I've ever heard about that. Like, it's always yeah, it in a sassy very, way yeah. that I've ever... Like, so that's how I'm envisioning him now, and I, just, I can't help it. He's <laughs> pissed. I've heard about He's that. pissed. <laughs> also, he becomes more northern, apparently. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. Um, so, something has happened. So that whole, like, sh- spiel that I just gave you about the dust and the seed pods and the flowers... Something has happened to the dust, not the trees. So I think the Malefa were thinking that there was something wrong with the trees. It's actually not. It's the dust or the shraf. And they have to find out why. Um, because to save the trees and the Malefa, they have to find out why. They have to uh, save the dust, save the trees, save the Malefa. That made me think of heroes. Save the cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So. They like have like big talks. They try and figure out why this is happening. They can't figure it out. Mary then says that she has to go back up and she has to spend like a significant amount of time there. She wants to sleep up there. She wants to observe it at night, etc. She wants to know if it is consistently wafting in the same direction or if, yeah. like the breeze, that direction changes um, because that will be a big thing. Because she's what I'm amazed yeah. by is she's had like five <laughs> minutes up this tree. And then she comes down and she's like, right. and they're like, cool, have you solved everything? Have you so, solved in my entire life's worth of she problems? Spends and she's like, yeah, let's have a meeting. There. Maybe like <laughs> 10 minutes getting to like the bit where she could see the sea. Probably about another 10 minutes having a wank. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe like another 15 getting down. So, you know, what's that half an hour? Maybe a bit yeah. more? I mean, I don't know how long it said that she was up there for. Like, it could, no. have, could have been, I don't think it was all day. But yeah, she's had a little look through the spyglass and just been like, I feel confident I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. She's not confident. That's why she has to go back up there. But yeah. like, the fact that the Malefa are like, cool, you've sorted it now then. Let's go okay. to the meeting hall. Everybody's waiting. So she's like, well, I need a, I need a platform up there. Build me a treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> the Malefa said they'll help her build one. And they also figure out a way to lift her up to the canopy so she doesn't have to like climb up there every time and shoot the arrow. Mm. Build me a treehouse with an elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't want to climb. Right. And then they like start to get to work and we we, we leave them. And unfortunately... Boo. And that's where the chapter ends. Yes. Goodbye. Bye then. 
unfortunately, we're back with fucking Father Gomez, who is just the worst. Oh, God. Hate him. So he's basically lost track of Mary for days. And then the fucking weather snitches. Mm -hmm. He has a conversation with the most popular NPC couple we've had so far in this book. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Basically, it's really hot where he is. And then he notices that there's a patch of, like, wetness. Well, and he goes to explore it, thinking that it might be a spring or some water for him to drink. And it's a window. Oh, bloody hell. Into, into the Malefa world. That kind of way of noticing something feels like um, something is helping him mm. too, in some way. Yeah. Like, that feels like the way that Will noticed the window. It feels like the mm. way that Mary noticed the window. It's very something outside of your control happened that made helped you to notice it. So I'm like, what's yeah. What's what's the baddie dust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there baddie dust that's like pushing the bust? This? Are there some like well we know there are meanie angels, maybe some yeah some of that was occurring there that kind of guided him. But yeah. Oh uh, there's just no, there's just a bit that I want to read out which was just like blah gross he would never have given up there although it was discouraging the crucifix around his neck and the rifle at his back were twin tokens of his absolute determination to complete the task grim yeah very grim fanatically religious people are scary mm-hmm. full stop so and that's the end of the chapter such a short one yeah such a short chapter mm-hmm. do you want to know what i'm really excited for mm. the next chapter which is called the harpies the harpies. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. I bloody love a bit of Greek mythology. And so I want to do yeah. a deep dive on some harpies. This is, um, no spoilers, but this one's a big one. So. Sure is. Oh boy. It's a, it's a long one as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I think that's it. Phil was like, okay, okay, girls. I know you've been doing a lot of podcasting recently. And what you need it's a nice short chapter before I throw this chapter at you, which is yeah. at least three times the length of the last one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. We are approaching our hundredth episode. Ah, we're so old now. <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. It's bananas. Uh, and we are thinking about doing a special episode for it. We haven't ironed out all the details yet, but... We would absolutely love to hear from you listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to include some voice notes from you in the episode that we do for it. We'd love to hear your voices, just your thoughts on his dark materials, your thoughts on the podcast, like whatever you want to tell us about HDM or share with the world and with us. We'd love to get your thoughts on everything, really. And we'd love to stick that in the podcast episode. Yeah, we just think it'd be really special to get your thoughts. Yeah, I think... Our 100th episode deserves to have something kind of special in it. And there couldn't be anything better than hearing from our lovely listeners. So, yeah, I think it would be really fun. So, yeah, you can send us a voice memo, voice note, however you want to record yourself. You can send it in an email to us at herdartmaterialspod at gmail.com and we will go through them and include, depending on how many we get, as many as we can in the episode. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel confident recording your voice, feel free to send us an email and you can request which one of us you want to read it out and I will treat that as a favourites competition. (laughs) 
<laughs> absolutely yes let's yes. do that even yeah, if all you sure. want to do is say hi and tell us what your demon is that would be beautiful <laughs> yeah if you put in the subject line 100th episode so that i know when i'm going through the emails what i'm looking for that would be very helpful yeah yes Yay. i can't believe it does this mean that we don't get to say we're just a little baby podcast anymore <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when not. You, when you've had your hundredth episode, does that does that mean you're? Like... I mean, in October we'll be three. Oh, that's fine. We're still a toddler. Yeah, <laughs> still a toddler. Still a We've toddler. not started primary school yet. It's fine. No. <laughs> hey Faye. Hi. Who are you going to give an award to this week? I would like to give it, and it's very obvious, but I'm giving it to Mary for having a wank in a tree. <laughs> cool it's canon now i guess yeah if phil didn't want us to make it canon he shouldn't have said the weird line about nunnery exactly he shouldn't have uh just planted that seed in our head what about you who's your award for um it's i mean there's not a ton of characters in this chapter mm-hmm. um i could give it to like unnamed malefa number six <laughs> script sure. style sure no i think it's gonna have to be for our pal atal yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, she worried yeah. about Mary. She checked her over. She's Mary's particular friend. She was probably well, all for Mary having that moment that she had in that tree yes, and encouraging yes, of it and was like, yeah, you go, girl. Yeah, 100%. I bet she was like, I wish I was there, babes. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. What an episode. What a lovely, what? short and sweet episode. Yeah. Speaking of awards and rewards, it's time for the regular review spiel. If you've been listening for a while, you know the deal. Leave us a review, screenshot that review, send that screenshot in an email over to her.materialspod at gmail.com and that counts as your entry into a prize draw. When we hit 50 reviews, we will pull 10 names out of a hat and nine of you will get some super cool bookmarks and one person will get an up-to-date sticker merch pack. That is the fastest I've ever done it. Smashed it. (laughs) Please give us five stars, say nice things, uh, share our podcast with your friends share us on social media talk to us on social media do all the things that'll help us please buy our merch join our patreon can you tell that we're absolutely boiling hot and we're trying to finish this episode (laughs) amazing that was perfect (laughs) we need no more (laughs) thank you thank you Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Her Dark Materials. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HDMPod. And you can email us at herdartmaterialspod at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at hdmpod.co.uk. If you want to support us, you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash hdmpod. We also have a shop where you can buy merch featuring all original artwork from Rich. You can find it at hdmpod.co.uk forward slash shop. I'm fair, and when I'm not talking about Mary having some personal time in a tree, you can find me talking about Paramore on my other podcast, Still Into You. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and find us on Twitter and Instagram at Still Into You Pod. I'm Rachel, and when I'm not here chatting to you lovely folks about the devil's ass, <laughs> I'm making cute and magical arty things. You can find me over on Instagram at RachMakes, on Twitter and TikTok at Rach underscore makes, and over in my online shop, RachMakes.co.uk. Huge thanks as always to Johnny Knott for his musical stylings. And we'll see you in two weeks' time. And don't forget, keep telling stories. And all will be well.
I'll have to go have some personal time with the <laughs> in a tree. In a tree. <laughs> Not in a- Sam. I think I'd get arrested for that, actually. I probably would. <laughs>